Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. This is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Nightmare. Hi, what's up? How are you guys? Super, super requested. <laughs> really? <That's laughs> yeah, constantly in the comments and people like DMing me like, when is it? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, well, thank you for <laughs> So you were born in Stamford, Connecticut, right? Um, yeah, I was born there. I uh, I only lived in Stamford for like four or five years. Oh. And then, um, I moved to North Carolina when yeah. I was like really young. So Were you pretty much raised in yeah. North Carolina, yeah. Were your parents from Connecticut or where are they from? Um, my dad is actually from Budapest, from Hungary. Oh, wow. Um, so he was born there. Same kind of thing. He he was there for like um, like five, six years and then he moved to the United States. And yeah, for his my job? My mom is... Um, no, actually, my grandfather... This is a, this is a, a story <laughs> that most people will not get, so this is, this is a good <laughs> Sweet. one. Sweet. Um, my grandfather was in the Hungarian military and oh he gosh. was... Like, in 1956, uh, which is when my dad was, like, six or seven years old, there was, like, a Hungarian revolution, and um, communism was, like, you know, in control of of the area. My dad was there. He was six years old. To keep my family safe, my grandfather took um, my dad and his whole family to the United States in order to try to, like, keep them safe, basically. And so they made it here. They went to, like, a military refugee camp. You know, they immigrated and everything. And then... um, as a result, like, you know, my, my grandfather was in the military. He went back to Hungary, actually. And, you know, he kind of, I guess when they got here, kind of, like, made a deal. that was like, okay, we'll give your family a place to stay, and we can keep them here mm-hmm. in this military um, kind of, like, refugee camp. If you, like, help us out and go back. And, like, you know, he was, like, literally a spy for the military. So, wow. like, you have to go back to Hungary, do these few things wow. for us, like, and then we'll keep your family, like, whatever, safe. Yeah. And so when he went back, he actually got kidnapped or, like, caught, and then he was killed. He was, like, executed, like, and he was he wrote a last letter to my family and everything. And so my dad grew up um, in, in like, New Jersey and Newark, United States. And, yeah. And um, obviously they didn't grow up with a lot because, um, you know, they didn't have, like, my grandfather around. And, I mean, my mom got remarried and everything. My grandmother got remarried, but... Um, so yeah, it was a long, he didn't, he, you know, he came over as a result of, like, basically, like, war. Yeah. You know, wow. and it was cool. It's a special place yeah. in my heart for immigrants, obviously, because yeah. my family is, was, you know, yeah. they were military refugees, basically, and yeah. came to the United States, and, you know, my dad got a loan, went to college, yeah. and, you know, it's like, wow. classic American dream. Yeah, so. it is. So my mom was, she was born and raised in North Carolina, so she was, yeah. like, raised in the South, and that's where we grew up. Yeah. Um, you but know, you we have... were born up in, they yeah. met in Connecticut, so that's oh. kind of why we ended up living there for a little bit, and then, uh, yeah, we, they moved to North Carolina. Do you so. still have connection to Hungary, like, relatives there that you visit? Um, yeah, actually, just... I'm going back to Hungary, I'm going to Budapest, uh, in, like, um, like two weeks. Oh, wow. And I have a show there, and then I'm going back again this summer for, like, a festival, so. But do you have connections to, like, your cousin? I mean, it's kind of like... Yeah, I have a cousin who lives there. I have one cousin. Um, oh. I have some family who lives in, like, Switzerland and a couple other, like, spread across Europe yeah. a little bit. But, um, yeah, in general. Wow. Just, just a few, just a few <laughs> over there. Yeah, so the, my, my first Budapest that. show 
I had my cousin come and I, I met her like one other time, but yeah. it was cool. Like it was crazy. Wow. It's cool that to is. be able to meet them yeah. and you know, just like chill and what have cr- them see yeah. this side of you know, I don't know. I'm sure they never would have imagined like, you know, their American cousin to be like DJ <laughs> or whatever and like get a show there yeah, in your home country. That like is. seems wow. kinda crazy. That's full circle. So that's cool. I'm excited to go back. Yeah. yeah. What careers are your parents in? Uh my dad basically um he does, he runs a company that does like construction materials kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. like they do a lot of like custom like wood things. It's like mostly wood. So they'll do like I don't know, like everything from like park, like state park, like mm-hmm. like benches and like covers and like bridges and like just everything, you yeah. know what I mean? Um so like airports, you'll see airports with like big ass wooden beams and like you know, so Yeah. It's like all kinds of like wood construction, which is like kinda yeah. random. He's been, he he's kinda been like like he likes to find small businesses that are like kind of like struggling and just mm-hmm. like see if you know with good management and like you know better budgeting can just turn them around and yeah. that was one that he kind of like found like right when the recession hit and like all these businesses were like suffering a lot yeah and, um, and your mom yeah. and my mom actually does like um she she worked for many many years she just retired like two oh. weeks ago congrats mom <laughs> yeah. crushing it mom and nightmare just retired so she's chilling now but uh for the last like 10 years she's worked for a nonprofit who um basically would support supply or provide like well they would supply medicine to and like medical care like basic medical care to people without um health insurance like in North Carolina yeah so it was cool she you know she helped them out for a really really long time and um it's a super super good cause and like non-profit and now she's kind of like you know worked for many many years and she's gonna take some time for herself to just like chill and yeah and um she wants to start another non-profit like kind of her own so my <laughs> mom's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> She's a legend, to say the least. So, what shout out, mom. I love you. <laughs> what are their personalities like? Who are you more similar to? More Probably similar more to? my dad. Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, it's close, but I think probably my dad in the end. We're both yeah. very, like, a little bit introverted and, like, kind of more relaxed. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? Um, growing up? Um, I don't know. I was, like, very outdoorsy kid. Like, I would spent a lot of time just like whatever running around outside playing sports and um I grew up playing a lot of like soccer I did like a lot of really competitive soccer when I was young too so like from like middle school and like early high school I did like that was like most of what I was doing yeah and then you know once I got closer to college I was like all right I don't know it's too much work yeah. like too much running like yeah. soccer's like I love it it's a fun sport but yeah did you go to like uh, a conservative school um, yeah, in high school I went to, like, a Christian school, it was, like, a private Christian school, so, um, it was cool, I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't, like, maybe the school I would have picked if I had to choose, but it was, it definitely helped shape who I am and, like, yeah. you know, the opinions I have now and, and my beliefs and stuff, and, um, yeah. you know, it was cool, I mean, it's, you know, that's what part of growing up is, is, you know, you don't always do things you love to do, but yeah. <laughs> it's, like, you learn and, you know. Get yeah. different experiences from different things. And Is that because of, of your parents? Are they them. religious? Um, yeah, my mom. I mean, my mom grew up in the South, and um, she, you know, she's been a Christian her whole life, and um, so that was kind of the home that we were raised in. It was like, you know, a lot of good moral values and and stuff like that. But you know, there's definitely, you know, unfortunately, as there is with everything in the world, there's like, you know, a lot of fake people who will get involved mm. with religions to like kind of make money or like whatever, and you know. 
there was definitely some like role models at our school who like weren't the best but oh, wow. you know and I mean I think that it like I said there's there's great people and there's bad people in everything that like you know whatever industry or religion yeah. or whatever it is you're going to work in like or believe in or be involved and for instruments the first you played was like piano and drums right yeah I grew up I uh my parents like forced me into piano when I was like <laughs> four or something and I was just like uh, this is gonna be horrible and like I remember being so mad that they put me in and then after the first lesson, I like had so much fun. And oh, really? I was like being really quiet because I didn't want my mom to <laughs> know that I actually liked it. I was like, <laughs> hey, to admit it. Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> and then it was like, actually, that was sick. And I had to go back. So, I love that. Yeah, it was oh fun. my gosh. And then, yeah, in high school, I, uh, I like kind of just picked up drums. Just, I don't yeah. know. Just intrigued me a lot. And I would just rock out to like drums. I took lessons too, but piano, took, I took a lot more like formal yeah. training. And drums, I would kind of just like play them like you know yeah. whatever. I just like play along to the songs that I liked whatever. were you in some bands no I never really played any bands but um I don't know yeah I was more just at home music guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> who showed you like you listen to a lot of like Led Zeppelin right do you remember who showed you that yeah I mean that was definitely all all anything like that was all my dad for sure oh, like wow. he um like I grew up listening to like Pat Benatar on the way to school like you know what I yeah. mean like random like and like <laughs> cream and like the doors and like all that kind of stuff and then once I got a little older I started listening to like a girl talk yeah I like, like red hot chili peppers and like arctic monkeys and like just I mean all random stuff in high school yeah. and then yeah once I found girl talk I was like whoa this is like insane like, yeah I can't believe someone's doing this with like because you know it was a lot of like rock songs he would mix like rock songs with like a cool hip-hop song or like there would be some cheesy pop song that I thought I hated, but, like, when it's, like, behind some <laughs> other thing, you're like, oh, this is actually sick. Yeah. yeah. And so it was cool. Um, that definitely inspired me a lot to, like, kind of start making yeah. my own music. And, um, you know, once I figured out you could do everything on a laptop, I was like, yeah. okay, what am I doing? I should just start writing. Yeah. The so. early songs that you find yourself, how did you find it? Was it, like, MySpace or, like... I feel like I did a lot of, like, YouTube, mm. like, real early YouTube days, yeah. and, like, UKF was, like, the only, like, dubstep channel, and, like... Right, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, probably, I mean, for the first electronic music, I feel like most of it I was found on YouTube, and, like, yeah, I definitely remember looking up, like, it was kind of just when, like, Skrillex first came out with his music, I remember finding, like, I remember finding Pendulum... Like, and then the same day finding Skrillex because, like, Pendulum had, like, the island part two or, like, that yeah. whole island song had just come out. And I was like, this is amazing. And then <laughs> someone in the comments was like, this sounds like some Skrillex shit or something. And I was like, oh. what's that? And I went and looked at it. <laughs> and it was, like, the, the Skrillex remix of My Name is Skrillex. Yeah. And it was, like, right at his, just put out the My Name is Skrillex EP. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then... From that point on, I was just, like, hooked forever. Yeah. Just always, I went and found, like, Flux Pavilion and, like, Porter and Zed. And when they were doing, like, all Electro House, I was, like, yeah. lazy rich. Like, all the Electro House days with, like, them. And um, yeah. that's kind of what got me first into, like, actually making my own stuff. So Yeah. And then after high school, you went to Elon University, right? Yeah. Like, so, finance and accounting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know... Like I said, life's about experiences yeah. and, like, learning and, you know, I knew that if I went to, through business school, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Like, I loved music, yeah. but I had no clue that I would be able to make a career out of it, especially at the time, like, you know, there weren't that many people who were doing well. Like, yeah. Without, like, people like Skrillex, like, there's no way I would have this career, you know? 
Yeah. Was it kind of like your parents that wanted you to get a degree or like were you just, did, were yeah. you curious to just get a degree yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah. I, when I finished high school, you know, I was like, I'm going to do business because I like doing business. And yeah. I, you know, when, you know, I did finance because like, I feel like math was one of my easier subjects. I always did well in it and it was like, oh. you know, finance. Was that one of your like favorite subjects in high school or like what else? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I did better in math and math and like number oriented mm. things than yeah. like whatever like a literature course or something like that so yeah that was kind of just like why I gravitated towards that and I knew like business school in general is just like you know you could go any direction and like yeah I felt like I was going to be involved with business some way yeah. so did you actually you know, took, like finance back then like were the courses I mean I was I wasn't like passionate about yeah. finance like you know what I mean but like yeah. I like it wasn't like yeah it was cool I never I never found myself like oh fucking hate this like you know so many people just like hate school yeah it's just like you know, it was interesting to me, especially, like, investing and, like, learning just money management and stuff like that. It was, like, I don't know. It was interesting for me. So, you know, yeah. I was still doing music basically the whole time. Like, just whenever I was done not doing school, I was, like, either at home working or, like, I don't know. I mean, it was just, you know, yeah. it was, like, my video games. It was, like, I just didn't, you know, I don't think about it when I'm working on music. It's just, like, something I like to do in my free time, you know. Yeah. So. And then you studied abroad in, like, Florence or something, right? And did, like, yeah, Italian, like, artists. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually where... The first kind of like, as soon as I bought Ableton, it was like that summer, and then the next semester I was like going abroad. So I like got a new computer, my first computer, the one that I still like, even as, I mean it's still in my room. I use it for like my DJ computer, but it's just I made everything on it. And um, I got Ableton Live, which is like the software that I use. And I, yeah, I mean I I tried to spend as many hours as I could out in Italy because I was like I'm in this beautiful, amazing country, but I remember just like working on so much music and that was like the first place where I made a song that like I sent it to some label and like a really small label in the UK and they like signed it and I was yeah. just like yeah I have a song coming out it's amazing <laughs> it was like so I had a lot of good memories there and obviously a lot of good food and it was yeah. like you know it's such a beautiful country so it was it was a good time I uh, you know it was it was a kind of nice having a break to not study like finance stuff and just oh what, yeah you know whatever learn about the culture and like the area and like you know yeah. Good stuff, so. Was T Mare your first uh, moniker? So T Mare, T Mare was like when I, I played soccer. You know, what I'm saying I played a bunch of soccer growing up. Um, like T Mare was just a nickname that like kind of everyone just like started getting nicknames, and I just yeah. that was what everyone called me on the soccer team. And you know, just Tyler Moreni, T Mare. Yeah. Was like I don't know someone. So I don't even remember who thought of it. Someone thought of it. <laughs> and and. So I just got used to that, and so when I started making music, I was like, all right, well, people call me T-Mare, I might as well be T-Mare. Yeah. But, you know, obviously it's kind of a random name. It's like, you know, it's just a nickname. So once I got to the point where I was like, okay, my music sounds, like, great, like, I'm really happy with mm -hmm. where it's at, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, nightmare. Yeah. The only thing with T-Mare in it. <laughs> It just like yeah. made sense, and like I had so many people like friends and things like that. Like, you should be nightmare. Like oh, really? if you ever Googled T Mare, like most of the things that would come up were like nightmare because it's just in there. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So I would like do that or some like you know whatever. Like somehow like be typing in T Mare and nightmare would show up. And yeah. Like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> How many years after T Mare did you come up with nightmare? I think I had the, the like or at least a SoundCloud or whatever where I would yeah. put music up as T Mare for like. Maybe like four years or three years. Oh wow! Like basically all of college. You yeah. Know? It was kind of like, all right, I'm just gonna start putting uploading stuff, and it wasn't in yeah probably like four or five years. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, all right, 
gotta start fresh. <laughs> and in college, were you like DJing shows or like what? Did the um, people know you as like a producer during that time? Kind of. Like, I went to such a small school that, yeah, because I was like literally the only person who did yeah. it. Yeah. So I didn't really DJ much. I just did like maybe like two or three shows a year. I would just like play at some whatever and like people would kind of know that it was gonna be like like dance music or whatever, EDM kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was always fun and you know, it was like all my friends, it was like two bars in the whole city. So it's like, oh, yeah. it was either at this bar or this bar and like my friends would all be there anyway. Yeah. And like, you know, it was always fun, so. And then, but I went up yeah. and it wasn't like DJing all the time by any, by any means. Yeah. And then you put out like the song with uh, that record label. How were you even able to like figure that stuff out? Um, Did you, have, I, you didn't really have people around you who were like producing, right? Yeah, not really. I mean, I, I most of the up until that point, it was all just YouTube learning. Like, I remember like I don't know if you know Lucky Date, but like he's like a house dude, and he had so many tutorials on like Reason, which was the first project, first, uh, first uh, like uh, software that I used. So. Reason is like the first first one I use. It's actually a lot more like difficult, and it's like um, there's no like you can't put in just like audio clips. Everything has to be controlled through like MIDI, and so mm. there's a lot more um, like it took. I had to learn to sequence, and I had to learn to do sound design. I had to like kind of learn all that stuff first before I really like got good at mixing and like making things sound really clean. You know, I would follow like Beatport charts and stuff like that look up the labels and then oh, you know so go to their you website it out like how to like get the senate labels yeah like, i would yeah. just like yeah i mean you know labels have promo emails and they you know they have anrs who yeah. are, their job is to look for new songs so you know once i had a finished song i sent it to like maybe 10 different ones and the first ones they're like oh you know we like your idea but it's not that cool sorry we'll do it next time or like you know keep sending us music or whatever and you know just kind of build that relationship and then eventually there was one that they were like oh this is cool we like to yeah. this out and it was like you know so yeah, I I kind of knew, especially watching people like Zed and Porter like go from zero to just like touring in one song, you know. Yeah. Like Porter had like "Say My Name" and it was like huge, mm -hmm. and like every DJ played it, and then he was touring with Tiesto like immediately. I was like, okay, I just need to make a sick yeah. song. Like, <laughs> I'm alright. What I like to do is make music anyway. Like I'm I don't need to focus on like doing the DJ hustle and like being the sickest DJ. I like I just want to be like a producer and like make hits. So that was kind of like. You know, that's why I sat down and focused and did music 100% of the time. And then, you know, once I had songs that everybody wanted to hear, it's, like, much easier to get shows. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. So. Where was your career at at the point that when you graduated? Um, when I graduated college, I was, I mean, it was still doing team air stuff. I had, you know, that one label release, but, I mean, I definitely didn't have much success. But I, I mean, locally, I guess I did, but it was such a small, like, place that it wasn't, you know. Yeah wasn't like a huge thing but come you know making the move decision to like move to LA and, and come to school here was like definitely like you know the game changer for sure yeah just like being out here and and you know everything's here with dance music especially yeah. so it's just like you get the opportunities to meet the right people and you know I went to music production school and like you know my first job was doing engineering so I was like still doing music and like you know it's kind of staying involved with the in industry you know so you know, I know, but you can't do that in many other cities, you know, it's yeah. like hard to find an engineering job right out of college, like doing yeah. music engineering, like in any other, like maybe, you know, Nashville or New York, but even there, it's going to be a lot of different types of music. So. Yeah. Were your parents always supportive of you doing music? Yeah. I mean, you know, my parents, my parents are super 
chill and awesome understanding in general. So they were just pretty happy that I was like doing what I like to do. Yeah. That's like mostly what they're concerned with. I mean, obviously I had, you know, I was here for four years without doing anything, you know, remotely like making any money. So I definitely had some conversations with my mom. I was like, so like, what are you gonna do for money? Like once you run yeah. out of money, you know? Oh, like after an engineering job or like? Yeah, just like in general, like yeah. it's like, okay, are you gonna like, you know? I mean, I was, I was working and like the engineering job was like basically paying my rent plus a little bit more. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, every day, like all the time things. So it was like, you know, obviously, you know, your parents want you to be successful, but they also want you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they just didn't want me to be like sad musician for the rest of my life, you know. But that's what music's about. It's yeah. like when you go to Icon, they're like, okay, like, if you, you know, are you here to do music for the rest of your life or are you here because you want to be a DJ or you want to be famous? It's like, you know, like the Swedish House Mafia, that was like the example they would always use. Like, they yeah. were in music for like almost 15 years before they had a hit. Yeah. Like, if you're in this shit for 15 years and you're making music and you still have not, like, no success, like, yeah. are you going to just go do something else or are you going to make music because you love it? And looking back, like, do you think Icon really helped a lot? I mean, I just, honestly, all I hear is, like, such positive things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's tough. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to say something bad about it because it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's an investment in, 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 like, you kind of get out of it whatever you put into it like you know yeah. there's plenty and plenty of people who have been there and you know gotten pretty much nothing out of it but I guarantee you it's because they missed some classes and mm. didn't really care about doing the homework and stuff it's like if you're there and you're passionate and like you want to get as much out of it as you can like you can be there every day sitting in the lobby and there's 10 other artists coming through you know tons of people like you can network and talk to people and get feedback and just like it's just an environment for being creative and it's like very conducive to like that you know, and yeah. everybody's kind of doing that too. So it's like, it's just very positive and, you know, it's grown a lot. So, I, you know, I have, I've gotten a little bit out of touch with, with like, you know, everything that's going on there. But when I was there, it was like, you know, very close, tight-knit group of people. Like, you don't have a bunch of classes with a bunch of people. Like, you and this group of people should do every class together. So, like, you learn, you like, you get really close to everyone. Was Skrillex playing your song? Was this back in 2015 at Ultra or something? Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, this was definitely like I feel like people like even know as like because that's when Street basically was released to the world and yeah. like um, yeah it was kind of like the song I guess it was at Ultra when he he basically played a whole set and no one there was only one song that people didn't really know what the song was I yeah. think and it was that song it definitely would have not expected it to do as well as it did yeah um, but you know obviously I'm very grateful for. For everyone who's made it, like you know, supported it and like yeah. made it into what it was, it was like really awesome. So yeah, after that song, what happened? Um, I mean, I you know, Did you maybe a, a year and a half. Or? Yeah, exactly. I had, I had met with people, a management team in LA, and been like you know, here's 20 songs that I have that I'm finished, five remixes, like all this stuff that's ready to go. Like I really want to start this new brand and do this, and they're like, we're in. Like let's do it. So we spent like a year probably releasing remixes and all that kind of stuff, marketed and, you know, send it out to everyone we knew, all the DJs and everything, and yeah. um, just try to get the name out there and and um, all that good stuff. And yeah. I, you know, I had a little bit of traction, like it was doing all right. There was like, a, you know, a few DJs supporting my stuff, and but it wasn't like enough to be touring, like in any way, really. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I even remember having conversations with, like, my management after, like, a year. And 
like, oh, well, we can't, like, you know, we were hoping to be able to tour by this, but, like, you got to kind of just, like, wait it out and keep releasing yeah. music. And it was, like, we kind of had this strategy of, like, we're not going to accept any supporting shows, like, ever, basically. We want to wait until, like, oh, I wow. could go to anywhere in the U.S. That's and, crazy. like, play a show, <laughs> even if it's 200 people. Yeah. And it would be, you know, a, a, my own show, and I'm going to go do it. Yeah. And everyone's going to come to the show because, you know, they want to see me, not because... I'm on a support show with someone. And, like, you know, there was obviously still instances where we supported tons of people coming up. Because, yeah. like, you know, there's plenty of good opportunities in that, too. But you also just, I don't know, we were like, we don't want to establish ourselves as, like, a support person. Like, we want to be, like, the headliner when we go to these small cities and stuff like that. So we waited, and then, you know, every, everything worked out. Street popped off, and then it was, like, I had my first huge L.A. show. And they, you know, they got me on EDC right away. Like, we had... Mad Decent was like, hey, we're happy to put out your new EP. So I put out that. I had, like, Dylan. I had just met Dylan. We put out our song. We put out the Foster Domus collab. I did, like, my Dum Dee Dum remix, which was, like, my biggest one. And it was just all in, like, six months. And then it was just, like, from then on, it was just, like, I've been, you know, I've been touring every week since then. So, yeah. You know, it's been, like, two and a half years. And, like, literally, I've probably had, like, five weekends off or something. So. Yeah. And then more how were you able to quit... I mean, when you quit your engineering job, where was your career at, um, at that point? Were you already, like, touring the like, was, Yeah, maybe? I mean, even once I started touring slowly, I was still doing that. So, oh. so it's it kind of just, like, leveled off, kind of. Yeah, and really I kind of was job. like, hey, like, I'm going to be starting touring pretty heavily in this yeah. month. Like, I'll work a little bit, but, like, you know, you got to start finding someone else to hire for, like, do this, because I won't be able to after a little while, so. Yeah. So it was good, but... Originally, I mean, for the first six months of the in, of working for them, it was all unpaid. It was all, like, basically, you're going to work on these songs, we'll work on them together, and if one of them gets picked up or whatever, you know, then you get publishing on the song, and, you know, you get royalties and all that kind of stuff. We're like, whatever, if we sell the song for 20 grand, you get, to, you know, half of it. Yeah. So it was, like, you know, obviously incredibly unreliable income source. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, hoping for some new songs, especially when you're, like, the assistant and you're, like, helping you know write stuff but it's like not really fully under your creative control so yeah it was you know I took a long time and then it got to the point where I was like yo like I just you know I can't I can't do this for free like if you can pay my rent then I can keep doing it and so he was like paid my rent for maybe like a year like it was like 750 a month or something like that yeah and then um yeah eventually started touring so I was yeah like, make enough money to not have to do yeah and more recently you're working more with like rappers right How yeah did that, been like, like change come about yeah I mean I've always wanted to do that like I've always I don't know I just had a little more time to do it maybe and and you know rappers like a lot of time the hip-hop world and the pop world too like everything except for dance music a lot of times it's like you know you got to have some sort of like you got to pay people for their time like always you know what I mean mm -hmm. and for their for their talent and everything like that so you know like it's it's and you got to have like some sort of reputation you know like you know I wouldn't have been able to do that PMB rock like Wiz Khalifa song or whatever if they didn't realize that I had a following and you know yeah. that actually, doing a song that with me about? like well I mean we we actually reached out to PMB rock because we were like hey we have some songs we want you to like check out sing on like maybe rap like if it ends up being a song for me, like, you know, we're happy to, like, pay you guys for a feature or whatever. And, like, you know, if you guys want to buy the song, like, you can buy it from us. Yeah. Like, we just want to be creative with you guys. We don't think your stuff's dope. Like, let's figure something out, you know. Yeah. What and so we of, met yeah. up in New York City. Like, I played him a bunch of music. We chilled in the studio. I was like, you know, 
he liked that the song uh, talk too much beat he was like i'm gonna write it we had like kind of a working demo and you know he sang it and and wrote a verse and then a week later hit hit us up and was like yo i got whiz on this too and we we're just like okay sick so oh my good. gosh He's yeah like, we want to put this on the project so we we're like cool like you know to do that with them and yeah i've got yeah. some some new stuff coming up with some more hip-hop yeah and actually got a lot of stuff so how did it click to you to veer more in the hip-hop rap world? Because I feel like a lot of producers have gone more into like pops and having like yeah. those sort of songs. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I grew up in the South, like I was saying, and you know, I, all the first two years of just like learning to make beats, I was like remaking like, you know, Lil Wayne or beats or like ludicrous beats that I heard that I was like, you know, just to kind of like learn how to like how songs were organized and all that kind of stuff, so. I grew up listening to tons of like Dirty South hip hop, which is like what trap like actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's where that music came from, like where that it's all influenced from. So, you know, I I think I, that's why I gravitated towards like kind of the trap vibe in the beginning too. Is like you know I love the hip hop vibe with like the Skrillex energy or like you know those kind of like things came together and like turned into this like kind of super trap like hip hop stuff. Yeah. So, you know I. I I, I love making hip-hop beats in general, too, so it's, like, it's kind of, like, a quicker, easier, like, fun thing for me to do, so, I don't know, it just, yeah. like, feels natural, I feel like. Yeah. And, you know. How would you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? I feel like it's gotten a well, see, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, it's, like, I never sit down and think, like, all right, I'm gonna make this song super heavy, or yeah. I'm gonna make this song, like, you know, maybe I'll make super heavy drums to make it feel like that, but in the end, like... When I start writing, like, I just kind of go with whatever I feel sounds cool or whatever happens to happen, you know? You know, the other thing I also try to do is put out all different types of stuff. So, like, that's, like, you know, the first EP I have is, like, a chill song and a house song and a trap song and, like, a banger. And so, you know, I try to... I feel like it's changed a little bit in, like, my habits, but in the end, like, you know, I feel like the general sound is the same. And I kind of do all kinds of stuff anyway, so it's, like... It's hard to pick one thing and be like, oh, well, it was this and now it's this when it's always just been like a bunch of things, you know? Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? I think this year especially was the first time in my life that I was like, 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 I need to like slow down a little bit. Like, I'm tired. Like, I did like, you know, 300, over 300 shows in like a couple of years, a little less than a few years. And every weekend, every night you go somewhere and, you know, everyone's like sick your show's tonight we've been waiting for you to come here like oh yes you know and it's awesome yeah. like you want to see all these people and it's like you know there's a new promoter to like hang out with and a new like group of people to do a meet and greet with and a new interview and like it's all things that I love to do so but there was like a time where I was just like okay I just gotta slow down a little bit it was like you I love it so much I want to do it every day but like you know you just don't realize like kind of the toll on like how actually tired you're getting and like Sometimes it was just like it was just like affecting my life a little bit, you know. Yeah. And so I try to take like I have like two like a month off in April, pretty much to just do oh, nothing wow. and like I'm just gonna sit at home and work on music and like, you know, like I'm I'm I feel like I'm fortunate because I'm good at working on music on the road. A lot of people like just you know they can't get in the headspace to like write if they're not like in a studio or something. How would you say you've grown as a person since you were younger? Um. I mean, I've definitely gotten to the point, like I said, you know, every day I go somewhere and they're like ready to party and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've, I've, ta I've, you know, I have the, the, the like, like responsibility enough to like not party and just like, you know, like do what I need to do and like, you know, like, like, 
I don't know. I just feel like I don't feel the need or peer pressure or anything to like, you know, like force myself to go out or party or things like that. I'll just like relax when I need to relax and like go out and get shit done when I need to get shit done. And yeah. you know, before it was definitely I gotta do this, I gotta do this, and it's like, all right, let's just go home, like chill with my family a little bit, like relax, like not worry about like you know this as much. Yeah. What does success look like to you? Um, I mean, I think, if anything, you know, I've learned this year that it's just, like, maintaining, like, really happy, healthy relationships with people. Like, that's, like, you know, the thing that seems to have brought me the most joy is, like, you know, like, when I bought a house with my brother, like, that was the best thing ever. Like, that was the best day of my life was, like, me and my brother get to live together at the beach and, like, he gets to have an awesome place to chill and, like, I get to be, you know what I mean? It's, like, celebrating things with people who you really care about is, like, like you know, has always been the best thing for me, no matter amount, whatever amount of money you're getting paid for a show or whatever. It's, like, if I get to bring my family there and or just my friends or anyone, you know, it's, like, that always seems to be the thing in the end where I feel, like, best about, you know? Yeah, that kind of leads on to my next question about what does love mean to you? Um, same thing. I mean, I think, yeah, it's, you know, a similar answer. I mean, yeah. I feel like love is a little bit more of, like, you know, it's going to feel so, na like, it should never feel like it's, like, work. You know what I mean? I mean, I, growing up in the South, I could, oh, I couldn't quote a whole Bible verse. <laughs> love is patient, love is kind. You know the whole verse. It's like, yeah. love is all these things all in one, and, and you know. Um, but, you know, I definitely think it's, like, you know, for me, like, I love music because I have a passion for it, and it's because I can do it every day, and it doesn't feel like I'm working, or it doesn't, you know, I'm going to love it no matter what. Last question. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? I feel like being remembered for someone who is, like, always giving back and always caring and, like, being there for people is, like, obviously I want to be remembered for music, too. Like, you know, music is something that lives on forever, and, like, you know, there could be... Everyone from Earth could move to another planet and, like, you know... Someone could still have your MP3 on your, you know, yeah. iPod in fucking 2,000 years. So it's like, that's something that's cool because it can live on forever too. But like, you know, in the end, like I said, relationships are what I care about the most. And, yeah. and you know, making sure the people who I have with me on Earth who are close to me is like happy is like, you know, something that I think is most important. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Of course. <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs>